This past week, we had 152 kids who attended Vacation Bible School on Monday morning. We had 123 kids registered. And by Friday, we were up to 152. So that's an amazing praise that we give the Lord. Yes. We are grateful for those kids who uh, came in throughout the week and joined our crews. Not only did we have 152 kids participating, but we had over 95 volunteers who made it possible to offer this vacation Bible school week. So I know Pastor Johnny already said thank you to our volunteers, but I want to say thank you again to the volunteers and to our staff. If I can just uh, embarrass them a little bit, in the back, you'll see three blue t-shirts. Wave at them. Those are three of our coordinators, Lindsay Boehm, Patty Brinkmeyer, and Teresa Scarrell. And we also have another coordinator, Stacy Kelling, at our Meredith Drive campus. And it is impossible. I'm going to tear up over these ladies. It is impossible to do what we do without those ladies in the back. They pour in hours and hours to love your kids well throughout the school year, throughout vacation Bible school. The, the creative mastermind you see behind me is Lindsay Boehm's vision, and the detail organizing is uh, largely in, uh, uh, thanks to Patty and Teresa. And seriously, I, I just kick back and do nothing. They just make me look good. No, that's not true. But I appreciate them so much. And I say thank you to you three ladies and to Stacy for the way. Yeah. For the way that you make Vacation Bible School uh, a ministry for Jesus out of your own lives. Thank you. So we're going to do a little recap here. Our theme for the Vacation Bible School week was God is good. Say that with me. God is good. And on Monday, we learned that when life seems unfair, say it with me, God. And on Tuesday, we learned that when life seems scary, say it with me, God is. And on Wednesday, we learned that when life changes and doesn't seem the same, God is. And on Thursday, we learned that when life seems really sad, God, and Friday we learned that when life is good, God is good. Through all seasons of life, no matter what experiences you're having, no matter what emotions you're facing, we learned that God is always good. We're going to bounce off of the story that our kids learned on Thursday of this week, when they learned that even when life seems scary, God is still good. We had one kiddo who told his crew leader, this is better than Disney World, <laughs> right? And what he was talking about was the salvation story that he heard that day. To hear a child say, that the message of Jesus Christ is even better than going to Disney World, that's a really big deal. And we had some amazing Bible teachers, uh, Tammy DePenning, 
uh, was one of our Bible teachers and Jennifer Hawk. Are either of them here today? I'm not seeing either one. Oh, Jennifer is here. Hi, Jennifer. That's Jennifer. Uh, We had two amazing Bible teachers who shared this message with our kids, and we believe that everything we do at Vacation Bible School builds up to this salvation message that was shared. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, God knew that his people, me and you, needed a plan for salvation. He knew that the way it was going with sacrifices and following the laws of the Old Testament weren't going to cut it very long. And so, God made a plan for eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, who is Jesus, you might ask? You see, Jesus is the Son of God. God's one and only perfect Son. Jesus was born of a woman named Mary in a very miraculous way. He wasn't born like most babies are in a hospital. He was born in an animal stall, in a barn, with cows and sheep. And can you imagine what it would be like to be born in a barn? Pretty stinky, I would think. But that was all part of God's perfect plan to help bring about our salvation. You see, Jesus grew up, and as he was growing up, he never did anything wrong. He never sinned. He was perfect. How many of you have ever messed up? All right, here's a moment of truth. So have I. You see, sin are those mess-ups. Sin is that, that bad stuff that we do that we need to be forgiven from. And God knew we needed a plan to be forgiven. And so Jesus grew up to be a man, and when he became a man, he did some amazing things. Now, you're going to find this hard to believe, but he did so many miracles. Jesus once turned water into wine. He did. He did that. That was a miracle. Jesus once stepped out of a boat onto the water. And do you know something? He didn't sink. He walked on the water. How many of you have ever been able to walk on water? We have one hand. Jesus walked on the water because he is God's son. Do you know that Jesus, because he was God's perfect one and only son, even raised people from the dead? Everybody go like this, hold your breath and stop breathing. When someone is dead, it means they have no breath left in their body. But Jesus, the one and only Holy Son of God, 
brought dead people back to life. Everybody breathe in. Because Jesus did miracles as God's son. Jesus also taught people how they should live. He traveled and he he spoke to people and he taught them. And he said things like, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And people started following Jesus and they grew to love Jesus and his teachings. But not everybody loved Jesus. You see, there were some people who didn't like that his followers were calling him a king. Because Jesus wasn't rich, he didn't have a castle. Jesus didn't have very fancy clothing. He didn't have a crown of jewels. Jesus wasn't a king, they said. But you see, Jesus wasn't the kind of king they expected. Jesus was the king who was a servant to all. Jesus was the king who taught us about God. And so those people didn't like that very much. And as Jesus was praying in the garden one night, he said, God, I know what you have asked me to do. Let your will be done. I will do it, God. You see, Jesus knew that God was asking him to be the lamb, the perfect sacrifice to cover our sins, to take our bad stuff, our yuck, our mistakes, and pay for it so that we didn't have to. And there in that garden, they arrested Jesus and they brought him to trial. And there he was beaten and he was bruised. And it was very sad. This part of the story is really sad. And it was there that they said, Jesus must die on the cross. And so Jesus carried his cross over his shoulder, and he climbed up the hill called Golgotha. But he was so hurt, and he was so weak that he fell down, and he couldn't carry the cross any further. And so somebody else helped Jesus up, and they carried the cross the rest of the way, all the way up the hill. And it was there, on top of that hill, that Jesus had nails put in his hands and his feet. And he was nailed to that cross. And it's very sad. And as Jesus hung on the cross, paying for our sin so that we don't have to, 
He said words like, Father, please forgive them. They know not what they do. And he breathed in and he said, It is finished. And he breathed out and he died. Everybody hold your breath again. The body of Jesus was dead. There was no life in him. And his friends took his body down from the cross and they put his body in a tomb Now a tomb, it's like a cave. Think of a big hole in the side of a mountain. They put his body in the tomb. Are are you feeling kind of sad right now? If you are, it's okay. Because remember that even when life is sad, God Let's say that one more time. Even when life is sad, we need to remember that God is good. You see, the end of this story has a beautiful, beautiful ending. And I want you, moms and dads, grandpas and grandmas, uh, faithful church members, to experience the end of this story like some of our kids did this past Thursday. Take a look at this. It's a sad story, right? It's a beautiful story, but it's sad and it makes our heart hurt. But just like every good story, that is not the end. Three days, Jesus' body was in the tomb. Now, in those days, they buried the body. They rolled this huge stone in front of the tomb. The stone weighed over three tons, all right? They didn't want anybody coming to steal Jesus' body. So they rolled this huge stone in front. Some friends of Jesus came to put perfume on his body. When they got there, the stone was not in front of the tomb. And it was empty. Just like Jesus promised, he rose from the dead. He was not in the tomb. If you can't see, get over so you can see and look in there. Jesus is alive. Say that with me. Jesus is alive. He was not there. The tomb could not hold his body because he was God. God raised him from the dead and he lives and it is our choice to have him live in us. And when we do that, he will help us live our best life. Right? Now, When life is sad, and I want to hear it, God is good. For our salvation. You see, when we believe that story is true, we can invite Jesus to be our best friend, our Savior forever. We can give Jesus our whole life. 
And when we give Jesus our whole life, the scriptures say this. Listen to this from Psalms. uh, Let's see. Psalms 23, 1 through 6. It says, Surely you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we're going to do a little experiment here. And if I can have a couple of my staff bring over this blue tarp, I'm going to move this over. This past week, we had six different crew colors. We had red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. Yep, you can bring that right up on the middle of the stage here. So if you were in a red crew, I need some volunteers to help me out here. If you were in a red crew, raise your hand. Anybody in a red crew? Okay, I see, I see that hand right back there. You can come up. Come on up. If you were in an orange crew, raise your hand. Okay, right there. Come on up. If you were in a yellow crew, yellow? Okay, Caitlin, come on up. If you were in a green crew, anybody in a green crew? Elena. If you were in a blue, you can come up too. If you were in a blue crew, come on up. Raise your hand. Okay, yep, two of you, come on up. That's good. And if you were in a purple crew, anybody in a purple crew? Were you in a, you in a, yeah, come on up. All right. Come on over, and we're going to bring this table over. So here's what I need you to do. Everybody walk to the back of this tarp stand right in front of the pool noodles. I mean, people, you know that when a tarp tied to pool noodles comes out, something amazing is going to happen, right? I'm not sure how kids' ministry professionals everywhere lived without the pool noodle. Like, it's like the greatest invention ever. All right. Our trusty... Helpers will set the table down. All right. Thank you. All right. So what we have here, do you see that we have six jars? We have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, because we had all of those color crews, okay? So come on forward and stand next to the color crew that you were in. We're going to have to kind of crowd around here, okay? And... We're going to stir these cups a little bit. All right. So you see this sign right here? It says that these jars represent our lives. Okay? And can anybody tell me that who's close right here? What does that cup say? It says Jesus. So when we give Jesus our whole life, when we invite Jesus to live in us, we're going to see what happens. All right, so pick up a cup, whoever's close to one. You can kind of share it, and you can both pour it if you're real careful. Oh, hold on, we're going to count to three. So bring your cup up to the front. Don't pour it in yet. And all at the same time, we're going to pour it in. Now, when you pour it in, they're real nervous up here. You have to run. Yeah, no. <laughs> when you pour it in, you're going to pour it in real quickly right in the middle, and then you're going to take a little step back, and you're going to see what happens when we invite Jesus into our lives. On the count of three, are you all ready? 
Let's count to three. One, two, three. Pour it in. All right, step back and let's see what happens. Oh my goodness. Our lives overflow with Jesus. And the green and the red, you see, they're just beautiful introverts who are taking their time. They're... They're deciding if they want to join the party, and that's okay because God made us all differently and wonderfully and beautifully. There they come. There they're going. What happened? The cup overflowed when we invite Jesus into our lives. Hey, let's give our volunteers a big round of applause, and you may take a seat, take a seat, take a load off your feet. Very good. Take a seat, take a seat, take a load off your feet. Back with mom and dad. Church, the most important message that we can ever teach, and there's a lot of them, there's a lot of important messages that the Bible gives us. But I believe there is none more important than preaching and teaching the message of Jesus dying on the cross and coming back to life to save us, to forgive us of our sins. It is a privilege to have had that opportunity to do that this week with our Vacation Bible School kids. Perhaps you have heard that message of the salvation message a thousand or a million times. My prayer for you is today in in this very moment, you would hear it again with new, uh, fresh ears, that the Holy Spirit would move in you deeply, that you would become even more grateful to God for the plan he had in place for your salvation, for my salvation. Hey, perhaps this is the very first time you've ever heard that message, and that's okay. In fact, that's great. We're so glad you're here to hear it today. I believe you're you're never too young or too old. You're never too early or too late to encounter the message of Jesus and, and how he died willingly to forgive us and save us for all of eternity. If you have questions about that, what what that means to ask Jesus into your whole life so that he can bubble and pour out of you, that your cup can overflow with his goodness. We just invite you to chat with me afterwards. We have Pastor Johnny is here. We have our kids' ministry team is here. I'm sure there are a number of people sitting right in this very pew who would would be happy to chat with you as well. You're never too early, you're never too late to learn more about giving Jesus your whole life. Let's pray. So God, we are humbled and we are grateful for your plan to send Jesus to die on the cross for us. God, we know that we are in need of a Savior And we ask you to forgive us through Jesus. God, we want Jesus to be our best friend. 
We want to give our whole lives to following him. Thank you, God, for your plan that is so much better than ours. God, it is not because of us, because it is because of you and your grace and your love for us. God, thank you for each child this past week who said yes to that salvation message, who said, yes, I want to give Jesus my whole life. Might we uh, rejoice with the angels in the beauty of that? We say thank you. Not because of us, but because of who you are. That if it would be for one, we count it all as worth it. We love you, God. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.